The views, information, or opinions expressed on the art of conviction are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent the views of their employers and affiliates. I'm Cyrus Hira. And I'm Shazad Mirza. We believe in bringing people together. Throughout our personal and professional lives, we've had the privilege of meeting incredible people. These are people who have inspired us and allowed us to share their stories with the world. This show is our attempt to prove that great things are possible with one secret ingredient. This is the art of conviction. Our guest in this episode has spent 10 years leading and innovating in the field of functional foods and nutraceuticals. Product innovation strategies, product development, clinical trials to procurement and manufacturing, he's done it all. Raza Bashir has commercialized hundreds of products for world-renowned brands sold in over 130 countries. Some examples include HydroxyCut, MuscleTech, Six Star, Purely Inspired. You might have heard of some of these names. We caught up with Reza to talk about his journey. Reza, thank you so much for joining us today. You got it. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Why don't we start here? Why don't you give us a little bit about your background? Sure. Um, so I, I mean, I've got a, a science background in in nutrition and nutraceuticals, and you know, was it is it a young age that I developed appreciation for for food and ingredients and and how they could essentially sort of optimize the human body and performance? Uh, I recall being you know diligent about uh, even the amount of eggs and carb loading on fruits at a young age. Um, I think it was around middle school for like track and field meets. Uh, so it goes goes way back. And then uh, into my teenage years, I started working out. And then that's when I really took a keen interest in, in supplements. And, and when I first started reading up on them, uh, I also started buying them. Uh, and that was probably the path that kind of led me then to, to, the, to study at the University of Guelph, um, where I specifically studied uh, nutrition, nutraceuticals, food science. And when I got there, um, you know, like, like most, most science students, the first year of university is kind of like the basic science courses that everybody takes. And then it wasn't until I got into second year. When I got into second year, and I took my first official uh, nutritional science course. And that's when it kind of all clicked. That's when it came together, when I kind of found that, that effortless sort of flow and, and, and passion to learn where it didn't just feel like uh, studying. You know, I, I really wanted to, you know, absorb as much as I could um, on nutrition, food science, and what, what, I, what I think I really appreciated it was the fact that, you know, you could translate this science into practice that could, that could essentially really make a difference. And, you know, you could start incorporating it right away into your lifestyle. Um, so, you know, at that point is I think when I started essentially giving sort of ingredient supplement nutrition advice, whether it was family, friends, um, some of the friends I had as varsity athletes, you know, looking for recommendations. Um, so started there, completed my undergraduate degree, did my uh, masters as well, so I mastered in uh, human health and nutritional sciences, and kind of followed my my path for health and uh, you know fitness since then. So Reza, let's fast forward 13 years later. Yeah, so so now it's been you know more than more than a decade of experience. Uh, I got under my belt formulating, making products, um, so functional foods, nutraceuticals for really large iconic brands and. Where I kind of come in is everything sort of on the front end, upstream operations. So everything from R&D, formulation, science, sourcing, product development, uh, to the quality manufacturing. And, you know, I've been, I've been really fortunate, um, you know, to get in, get in this area that, uh, that I love. And, you know, I make, uh, made probably around 1,000 products, uh, thousands of products, I should say, and, you know, 100, 100 each year. 
uh, with sort of a focus on which started on muscle and performance and now is involved into sort of overall human performance, uh, which is, you know, creating products to really help people, um, you know, driven to help people, you know, exceed their potential, but ultimately live more energetic and, and healthier lives. Now, you mentioned that you're involved in some of the front end production for the organization, you know, using the innovation and the science to, to build that, that portfolio of products. What is it that maybe is, is tied to your interests that brought you to that side of the business? Why not get into maybe the sales side or why not get into another aspect of it? What was it about the actual production of these products that really interested you in being in that position? Sure. So, you know, today I'm the the, the vice president of scientific affairs, uh, product innovation, and procurement, and you know, I'm I'm really fortunate um, to have who to have gotten here, and you know, I was able to do it, um, you know, sort of following my passion, and what what that was was really translating you know, science innovations into customer centered solutions, um, and, and you know, creating products that are the highest quality standards. Um, so when, when I talk about that upfront, uh, upstream uh, operations and sort of product innovation. It's, it's, you know, translating the science, you know, everything related to the R&D to ensure that, you know, we're creating stuff that has the highest quality ingredients, you know, the best flavor. And then, uh, you know, in terms of getting it made, uh, all the sourcing, you know, all that kind of uh, rolls into, into my group. And I've got, you know, amazing, amazing teams um, supporting me. Um, but I think, you know, the one thing is, you know, why I chose that area and, uh, you know, not necessarily sales or marketing, although I work really closely with them, comes down to the product, that craftsmanship and taking science and creating products that can really make a difference uh, and optimize human potential and sort of biohack human potential. That's, you know, that's what drives me. Right. And it's also, I guess, that sense of satisfaction that you get from having your hands on on the product itself, being involved sort of from the beginning right to the end. It's your baby, right? Yeah, ex- exactly. It's, yeah. It, that, is, that is truly rewarding, right. for sure. Awesome. So we talked about nutraceuticals. That's something I've never heard of. Um, I'm not sure if our listeners have heard of that either. But I guess if you're sort of a uh, health nerd, uh, you probably <laughs> have. Uh, I'm not. I, I need to be probably a lot more than I am. <laughs> but uh, could you tell us a little bit about nutraceuticals? Like how long has that been around as a term really? Um, and what, what does it entail? Sure. Um, so it, it, from my understanding, it goes back um, to, to the 90s. And uh, what it really means is it's understanding the active compounds within foods mm-hmm. and the ones that really have a therapeutic effect or um, can, can essentially, you know, have a preventative health or improve health, but provide a functional benefit. Um, and it's, uh, so it's more than just the food, but also really understanding, you know, the ingredients within foods. Um, and often it can, you know, can be a functional food, whether it's, um, you know, something that people consume as a whole food, um, whether right. it's a protein bar or a beverage, but then also, you know, supplements, right? And natural health products, we're talking about, you know, powders, pills, uh, gummies, et cetera, um, that can, that can, you know, be supplemented and added to the diet to, to, to provide sort of a, a functional health benefit. Okay. So you're, you're looking at food as medicine, essentially. Is Ex- exactly. That's, right. that's exactly it. Right. Um, you know, there, the body has an incredible, um, incredible ability to re- regenerate itself. And uh, what's, what's really fascinating is that your body can heal itself um, through the foods you eat. And if you have that, that mindset, take that with you know, everything you consume, it can, right. it can really make, make a difference in, in, in terms of your, your lifestyle and your overall health span. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're in the thick of a pandemic. 
How does all of this stuff tie into what's happening today? I mean, how do you see nutraceuticals playing into what's, what's happening? I guess is a general question. Yeah, you know, we're, we're all here, um, you know, in this moment in time is where there's, there's so much uncertainty. And I'd say one, one thing, you know, it's allowed people to kind of reset and sort of think about their health, you know, whether they're concerned with um, immune support. Uh, and the, the other thing is, you know, people are busier than ever. Um, the days feel longer, you know, when you're at home as well, um, you know, whether you're doing sort of the Zoom meetings and things like that. But I think it's, it's drawn an awareness of health. And, you know, what we're seeing is more people are taking vitamins, buying foods uh, related to um, immune health. And, and that's key. Really happy to see that because, you know, one of the things, you know, we talked about the importance of, of food as medicine. And sure. um, when, when we talk about uh, food as medicine, the, the, the premise is that you're, you're not just looking to increase your lifespan, right? What you're trying to do is you're trying to increase your health span or the wellness throughout your life. So you can have, you know, more mobility, more, more, more vitality, um, have more energetic lives, and by, by people really focusing on, on what they're consuming and their lifestyle factors um, and looking at supplements um, as well, um, it, it can provide a benefit, right? You know, whether it's, you know, to help you sleep, whether it's to help you relax, whether it's to help you focus, um, immune support, preserve muscle. Um, there's, there's certainly benefits where I think people are just becoming more aware of them. Yeah. I, and I, I actually immediately saw like when COVID hit, there was all these, there was a lot of ads on you know, health products and yeah. supplements and things like that. It just kind of, it really spiked. It definitely is something I guess your industry is looking at as an opportunity, but I think it's also an opportunity for people to, who are maybe averse to that stuff previously to start maybe experimenting with it, seeing, well, you know, what have I got to lose? It's, there's not, there's no harm to my health by, by taking this stuff. And it's an, an opportunity to educate, like I said. So, um, absolutely. Yeah. One of the things that, you know, I struggle with is uh, I mentioned earlier is trying to keep it shape. And uh, I've been trying to find a way personally to do that at home. I'm sure a lot, a lot of our listeners have, have been trying to do that too. What are your thoughts on like this whole home workout trend now that's kind of swept the nation? Everybody wants to start doing something or, I mean, we can't go to gyms, you know, a lot of them are locked down. Right. So what, what can we do at home to kind of, you know, improve things? Yeah. I mean, with, with the gym closures, it's, it's definitely really disrupted um, people's lifestyles. Um, but right. at the same time, it's, it's created you know, so many sort of online opportunities for people to stream, stream workouts. Um, yeah. So you're seeing, you know, I mean, so many brands on, on all their social media, you know, offering this as sort of a free service. And the one tip that I would give, you can definitely get and benefit from home workouts. Uh, and in fact, I think it's extremely important with all of us working home, working at home, sitting down longer, um, you know, not getting out as often, perhaps eating more freezer foods, you know, whatever it may be, but, uh, you know, getting in those workouts, um, even if it's micro workouts, I love the, you know, the concept of just squeezing in little workouts of activity, uh, movement, um, throughout the day. But the one key thing is the fact that people aren't going to the gym means you're probably not going to have all those weights, all those machines at home. Yeah. yeah. You know, you're not gonna be able to lift as heavy weight. So what you can do is what it comes down to is the volume so we talk about the reps, but also the intensity. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot of people, you know, grew up thinking in that sort of classic way, classic way of exercising where it was like somewhere between six to 12 reps, um, you know, three sets. Uh, you know, you saw it in sort of bodybuilding magazines, you see it out there. But what the science is showing is that you can actually benefit from doing higher reps, high volume. You know, we're talking about 25 to 30, which is almost like what you would do with, with body weight or very low lightweight dumbbells. 
And the secret is it's intensity. Make sure you are, you know, going all out. Um, so that, you know, that, that last rep should be extremely difficult. And if you do that, um, you can put on muscle, you can preserve muscle and, and, and still get in great shape. So Reza, we've talked a lot about the rise of supplements and, and, and that industry. Uh, can we talk to our audience a little bit about, you know, what the relationship is between nutraceuticals and supplements? Just because people might not know exactly what those two things are. Yeah, for sure. So really what nutraceuticals is covering is the whole aspect of preventative, you know, either foods or ingredients. Um, so usually you're, you're a nutraceutical, you're actually talking, you are talking about supplements, you know, it can be vitamins and supplements. It can be talking about, you know, uh, sort of medical foods, uh, functional foods. So really any type of uh, food with something added for sort of an incremental benefit um, for, for health reasons. So that could be like something as, as simple as vitamins and minerals or electrolytes and it can be in, uh, you know, everything from cereals, in some cases when you're talking about functional foods, uh, to sort of ready-to-drinks, RTDs, something like a boost type of drink. Um, so really the, you know, the aspect of nutraceutical, it was, it was, it's, it was a term uh, that was coined, you know, basically off the premise of and sort of intersection between sort of nutrition and pharmaceuticals and really evidence-based nutrition and, and how it can be preventative um, for, uh, for people in health. Nice. And Reza, I had no idea how popular or how important nutraceuticals were in, in the market. So just out of context, I was reading something from Stats Canada. And in 2015, 45.6% of Canadians aged one year and older, so that's approximately 15.7 million people in Canada, used at least one nutritional supplement. Yeah, that's yeah, it, it really is. And, you know, the thing I'm happy about is even if you look at the demographics, like Gen Z and millennials, um, they also really care about their health. Um, so we're seeing that grow. Um, and, and it's, you know, it's, I'm not, I'm not completely surprised either, because if you look at the Western diet, for example, you know, we eat more sugar, more salt, um, you know, more fat than, than typical. So there, there can often be a lot of gaps in, in, in people's diets. And, and overall, um, we're also living longer as a population and it's an opportunity to, uh, to, to really, look at ways to be, you know, live life with more energy, you know, um, more mobility, just essentially, you know, kind of what I, what I think of as more, not just increasing your lifespan, but sort of like your wealth, your, your, your health span, um, during that time. Yeah. And interesting enough, in the same stats, they were showing uh, the demographics and obviously Canada believes in um, as a whole taking nutraceuticals and supplements. But if we follow the pattern, it seems like in British Columbia, it tends to be the highest user of uh, supplements and nutrients. And if you follow yourself east, Newfoundland and Labrador seems to be the lowest followed by Quebec. Yeah, interesting connection. And I wonder if it has to do with, you know, also activity level to some degree. You know, the climate's obviously you know, preferred in some ways in, in British Columbia. So I wonder if that that's also correlated to them, uh, you know, being more active and, uh, and, and focused on, on supplements for not just health, but also maybe for, for fit, fitness and sort of physical and mental well-being. If you look at it as a global phenomenon, Reza, is it something, you know, just based on your own research and, and knowledge, is it, uh, is it something that's a very North American thing mostly? Or, I mean, do we see these types of products in Europe and, and other parts of the world as well? Or are they emerging there? So, so great question. Um, and if and if you go back to really sort of uh, you know the aspect of you know food is medicine, 
Um, and you know, you look at the ancient sort of Ayurvedic and traditional Chinese traditional medicine. I mean, these go way back. So absolutely, it's it's, it's a global um, phenomenon, and in, in some ways, it, it you know it started um, outside of North America. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's always been a really a really good understanding of sort of holistic nutrition in other parts of the world and how, you know, the body is really regenerative. Right. Um, and, you know, based on anything you consume, you know, you eat after each meal, um, herbals, botanicals, they can, they can certainly have an impact. So I, I, I actually think that awareness is just getting, it's just growing um, in North America. But a lot of that, that evidence and, you know, even when I studied and a lot of the books, you know, I've got books on, you know, Ayurvedic medicine and some of the ancient uh, traditional medicine, you definitely look, look to there for, for learnings. Russ, something we haven't touched upon just yet is uh, your family. So how has your family impacted your decisions and your career path, as well as your education and, and who you are today? Yeah, I mean, you got to, you know, you got to remember where you came from. Um, it has it has such a big, big impact. And, you know, with my, my family, has, you know, I was, you know, blessed to just, you know, have an amazing family and developed really strong values um, that to this day, you know, as I've been sort of dedicated to, to innovation and leadership, uh, a lot of it and a lot of that I've, I read and I learn now, I, I can also, you know, attribute back to just my family life, um, you know, having, having a strong work ethic, um, focusing on, on doing the right thing. Um, and making a difference. So I mean, that's something that, you know, started with, with my parents, um, you know, my siblings, I've got two brothers that again, you know, there was a focus on, on work ethic, you know, intellect, follow your passion. And, you know, you, you see that and that this certainly had, a, had an impact on me at a young age to, to really kind of push myself, um, and, and really put all my energy and focus towards what I thought would, would truly make a difference. And, um, that's, that's something definitely kind of inherent in, in my family values that literally goes, you know, from my parents to my siblings. And then, and then along the way, of course, you know, you know, from, from studying to when I got in, into, uh, the, you know, the dietary supplement and, and natural health product industry, um, you meet passionate people with similar values. It's always great to, you know, have people that have that sort of similar passion and drive, and, you know, connect with those people, right? You know, usually when you're around those kind of people, they definitely elevate you and elevate your your thinking. And, and I've met many people along the way um, that had an impact on my on my career. And um, we, we were literally like, we were we were kind of growing up in the industry together in, in many ways. And uh, I also had, you know, I was fortunate to be in an entrepreneurial sort of environment. N- not everyone's kind of staying in their lane. It's more about, you know, how can we truly make a difference? Um, and it was just a very kind of innovative environment. So I think it, it started for sure with the family values. And then along the way, you know, I, I really met some some interesting people um, that were just just really, re- really driven. And, and, and again, also kind of focused on uh, making a difference. Another part of uh, my family that I, I definitely, uh, you know, want to make sure that I honor is my wife. She's been by my side through the long days and hours in some ways been an enabler of my, of my career. So I, I definitely got to, um, give thanks. She also holds me accountable also to, to ensure, you know, I have that right level of balance, um, but always been there by my side. So, you know, um, you know, in, in terms of being, being ambitious, you know, I couldn't do it without having, you know, the right rock by your side. So, you know, throughout all this and the journey of a career, I've also built a beautiful family, um, have a lovely daughter and, and, and couldn't be happier. So, um, you know, that's a, that's a big part of, 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 uh, you know, th- this as well in my, in my journey. That's awesome. And could you imagine yourself and maybe take a picture of what would your life be or what could you imagine your life being without having your family, without having your spouse or 
or your, let's start with your spouse first and then we'll go for your child. Well, you know, when it, when I look at my, you know, my wife, it just, everything kind of starts to slow down, right? You know, you you get that busy, fast paced life and, um, it just, it just, it just really adds that balance. So, I mean, sure. You, you know, I've been ambitious and, and potentially could have, you know, you know, still, still have, have a lot of success, but, uh, definitely one have, you know, have that sort of partner and, um, that, that overall type of balance. Um, yeah. And, and, and probably won't be as, as relaxed in the process. Yeah. I could, I, I could relate, man. Just the fact that you mentioned, you know, the pace, you know, life is so fast and it goes by and it's so powerful. Um, not having my wife, I, I'd still be running like 10 miles ahead until I crash into something. So she really gives me my blinders. She checks all, all the spots for me and slows me down when I need to. Yeah. That's, that's exactly it. Right. Keeps us grounded. So it sounds like, Reza, you know, we start with your family unit and that's internal. So that's your your inherent family. But then your definition of family kind of extends over to those with similar values and similar career paths or, as well as moral paths. And they become part of your extended family unit. Is that a safe assumption to say? That's it. That's really well put. Yeah, for for sure. And and those are the type of people that they challenge you, you know, they're honest with you and they challenge with you and um, you, you feed off each other's energy and you make each other better. Great. And taking you back to, to your to your internal family unit, um, you're a middle child. Is that correct? Youngest, actually. Youngest. OK, sorry. Youngest. You're the youngest yeah. child. So so, uh, you know, how did that feel growing up in, in your family? Well, you know, when you're the youngest in in a family, I think of of strong personalities and, and very vocal. Sometimes it can be hard to to get have your voice heard. Um, and uh, probably how that's benefited me is you become a really good listener in 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 many ways. So you know, in in some ways, you know, you want to be heard, but you're also the youngest. So as as you mature and you get older, eventually, you know, you you get heard more. But you learn, you learn a lot. That's, that's probably, you know, the impact it's, it's, it's had on, had on me. And then you always being the youngest, you always look, you know, you look, you look for guidance, you know, from, you know, from your older brothers. And again, my brothers have both been really successful. Um, and, and, and always put an emphasis, you know, an emphasis on work, working hard really. And, 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 and putting hard work so others can see, you know, what you put into things and kind of, uh, feed off that. Right. Now, if you think back in your family history, just your experiences, is there an example of maybe a, a time where, you know, you you being the youngest, uh, you got the opportunity to to finally kind of set the stage to say, hey, I'm not the youngest. Yeah, I, I think, you know, I, I took a unique path in terms of my interests and really where I sort of put all my energy and, and focus from a professional perspective. So there's probably things as growing up that, you know, as, as a young child, um, you know, you, you're thought of as sort of like the, the little brother. And as I got older and my family started to recognize the knowledge, but also most of the passion, right? Because right. when you, when you have that passion in a certain area, you kind of, you have that, you get into that, um, that kind of natural flow where it's, you just, you absorb that information. And then also, you know, I, I was really vocal in terms of I wanted to help. You know, I wanted to help, you know, starting with my family, right? It was my family, my friends with the knowledge that I was gaining and share it. Um, so I think, you know, my family certainly started to, to really listen um, when, it, when it came to stuff about, you know, uh, proact- being proactive about health, nutrition, um, even fitness as well. So I think, you know, definitely for sure the, the you know, around uh, the university time, because again, I, I mean, I, my interest in, in supplements started really young, but in university when I really dedicated 
you know, my, my, my all my time and craft to really right. learning. Um, for sure. That's, that's definitely a, a time when, you know, I think, uh, I, I started to see that. Well, I can relate Reza cause I am the youngest in my family as well. And trying to, trying to, trying to fight for mindshare was definitely something that was not, uh, easy to do. Cause you know, everyone was there, there was an age gap in between everyone and, and myself. Uh, and that was quite notified. However, I think I, what I've shared in similarities with you is that, you know, I, at, at a very early age, I became a subject matter expert in something quite unique, something that my family didn't hold, uh, you know, any, any sort of knowledge towards. So that gave me, uh, you know, I would say I had start in gaining some mind share in the family. And it sounds like you did the same, you know, sharing, sharing your best practices, what you've learned and being really enthusiastic about it at an early age um, certainly helped me kind of rise, uh, rise and having a, you know, have the right to have an opinion. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. So Reza, we've gained a lot of great advice from you. Um, I think our, our audience would love to know if there's people out there who are looking to follow in your footsteps or get into the same industry or line of work, um, what could you recommend? Where should they start? Yeah. I mean, for, for those um, who, truly uh you know have have an interest in you know in sort of natural health products and and supplements and, and more so even just being proactive about health about learning and being involved in either uh, being a thought leader or getting those products to market I would uh you know my, the path I took I and mean, there's, there's a few ways you could you could definitely get started um, doing something like what I did which is a uh, a program in human health and nutritional sciences where you really build that foundation and understanding sort of like the the active nut- nutri- nutrients um, in foods and within supplements and how they can make a difference in health. Um, another path is even like the dietitian uh, route. You know, often people um, take that path as well and looking at the overall sort of, um, you know, dietary planning and its its impact on, on health through the lifespan as well. Um, and then there's, you know, I've, I've also come along, you know, come along the way where um, people either done sort of, sort of sort of pharmacology or toxicology, but essentially getting that sort of technical background certainly helps. Um, and there's, and there's other ways you can get in the industry, um, you know, as well. I've worked with a lot of talented people, um, you know, on the marketing side and even sales side, but I think, you know, if, if your emphasis is more around health, similar to mine, being innovative and getting into product development, I think that's, that's a really good start. And then the other thing is, you know, nowadays, you know, you can definitely get that, but you also don't have to be limited to just traditional learning, right? There's so much information out there. Um, that you can get things firsthand. Um, so find out, you know, in the industry, listen to what's going on in the industry, you know, everything from, from thought leaders to regulatory uh, and, and, and sort of compliance type of news also kind of helps strengthen seeing what's happening in the industry from a competitive surveillance stuff. So um, I think looking at that and then overall insights, you know, Shazad, you, you're, you're talking about some great insights in, in, in the industry um, and, you know, stuff like that uh, just, just goes a long way too when you, when you, when you focus on that. Um, so I think, you know, from an educational perspective, certainly. Um, and then there's obviously graduate degrees department. I love the master's program I did that, again, just really helped me kind of specialize in, in, in sort of human health and things that I was learning, you know, close to 15, 15 years ago are still relevant today. Right when it comes to to health, and I'm, I'm actually seeing you know demand growing in areas that I studied you know so long ago. So that's that's certainly um, you know some of the the advice uh, that I'd give. And and if it's truly you know your passion and something you want to do, I I believe if you put your energy and focus towards that, it's it's going to make a difference. Right, you're going to master your craft. You're gonna you're gonna be more innovative at coming up and 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 solving um, solutions. 
and then it's naturally, you know, learning and improving is, is also going to come easier. So I'd say, you know, stay, stay focused on growing, learning, uh, mastering your craft and, and also dedicate, dedicating yourself to leadership. That's also a big part of it. Um, you know, innovation and leadership has been really important to me. And uh, if you keep keep studying both, I think there's uh, there's there's certainly uh, a lot of opportunity out there. Well, it looks like we're at the end of our episode. A huge thank you to our guest, Reza Bashir, for enlightening us on nutraceuticals and supplements and all that good stuff. Really awesome information. And uh, we wanted to thank all of you for listening today. You can visit our website at anchor.fm slash artofconviction, where you can subscribe so you never miss an episode. And be sure to check the show notes for more information about our guests and us, your hosts, Shazad Mirza and myself, Cyrus Hira. And while you're at it, tell your friends and colleagues about us, too. We hope you enjoyed this episode. The Art of Conviction is produced by Blueprint Sound.